Yo. Yo, we got to let Wohoa speak for a little bit. That was a little delay. <laughs> but we had a full-blown conversation. That's why we were like, let's pause for a second. Yeah. We did. Yeah, catch a few, up, few technical errors, but we're here. Hey. Yeah. The, Live. The soundboard is hating. They don't want us to be great. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll get it next time. We'll get it next time. We'll get it. Uh, oh, hey, folks. Welcome to I'm Not Supposed to Be Here. I'm Not Supposed to Be yeah. Here. Um, I am <laughs> one of your hosts. Trent L. Dixon. I'm here Whoa, with my main Trent man. L. Uh, if you've been listening, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Skip the Lucas, intro. Lucas, Lucas MG. Boop, 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 LMG. Hello. Nah. And I'm a two bro. of three to make this uh, circle hole last, right. but got, certainly not least. We got we Christian Felix. We got Eclectic Sage. Eclectic Sage. I'm loving, I'm loving I'm loving Yo. it. Now I'm being like, I'm a rapper now. <laughs> and this, uh, I'm finally embracing magic it. on people. This podcast <laughs> is brought to you by... <laughs> not really that's gonna be the running joke like <laughs> man imagine if one of our listeners just happened to be like the pr guy yo that'd be fire like he's sick as fuck just i would so endorse them podcast what? i would so <laughs> yo actually christian you might be our guy they're out of boca raton oh well, hey. florida hey you, you know i was reading on this and like so i work with an unnamed individual who is just a little know-it-all and oh, no. what do you okay for what do you call somebody that's just like a know-it-all because that i feel like that's a playground other than a slander other than know it yeah, yeah like um <laughs> i don't know guy. maybe maybe a wise guy, guy. Yeah, okay so like it's either the playground or like an old italian man like, you're a wise guy, huh? wise guy anyways wise. get back to me next ep on what what type of uh adjective you can apply to somebody who's a know-it-all but anyways, these are these are halfway decent for you, Celsius. Yeah. Zero sugar. It's kosher. A, a lot of those say zero drink sugar. <laughs> and I'll be like, yo, this, this tastes like all but sugar. But it's so good. <laughs> anyways. No sugar, all aspartame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But wait, the biggest kick, though, the biggest kick is that there's a 100% no, excuse me, a thousand percent biotin. <laughs> what? Wait, a, a thousand, thousand percent? How do you get a thousand percent? I'm not even BSing you. There's biotin one thousand percent of your daily value. Wow. Let me, let me see that. Dude, look at it. Freshly cracked. A thousand percent uh, of your daily that has to wait, be worse than no at? sugar. Uh it's under like the supplemental value or whatever. Anyway, a thousand percent. It's like I don't pretty, understand. Just how look you... for one thousand. You'll see the biotin <laughs> next to it. Yeah. But, I, I have mean, a joke. That is a thousand percent. So, oh my god. What? Yeah, I have a joke. Bro. I won't say days. it on air in case like they they're listening. <laughs> I can't say actually want to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, because um, I have a, a joke about a thousand. Percent. But you know, but I I mean, biotin's good for your nails, your hair. I guess it's like yeah. ten right? times what you're supposed to get for a daily dosage. Yeah. Wow, and then I spilled all over. <laughs> it's so good, you want to pour it on yourself. So yeah. that's, that. that's the commercial. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so good, you yeah, so good. Yeah, they endorse us, but we have to drink uh, like three cans every episode. Oh my gosh, just <laughs> hey, uh, wow, just hearing nails have everywhere. Milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be 3,000%. 1,000%. <laughs> <hair and nail. laughs> well, then I got sponsors. <laughs> Yo, crazy. A thousand percent is crazy. But, um, yeah, so prior to uh, to recording here, um, yeah, we were. I, I was. I was going to segue in with per, perhaps a um, a topic of sorts that um, I had I had seen recently. Trent, I know you can uh, 
you can relate to this one on me a little bit here, but what's up? <clears throat> and I was trying to explain this to um, some friends at work, and it just like didn't really go through. It just didn't land. Yeah, it didn't land exactly. And basically, I was like. So y'all ever end up on them crime pages on IG? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah. no, yeah. no, not really. But I'm like, damn, try. I know you. Yeah, you know, you were on. The rabbit holes, you were yo. on old, old Wild old, West YouTube. Uh, yeah. You know, well, Anything we're talking like, like 2006, 2007 yeah. YouTube. <laughs> Do you know where your children are? Anyway, <laughs> sponsor finger feed, dude. I like, I, I, I ran Got into milk. this crime page, and it was just so. There's this guy I used to get. There's this guy I used to get. <laughs> weed from and like he, he, <laughs> he, does, dealer. he does ex-weed dealer short um back when you used to buy it from a person and say, not from a store when it, yeah. when it was illegal yes, yeah exactly and um anyways this guy like he moved out of the city so he's not here no more but yeah. he like does like not extreme dirt biking but he does like the biking like meek mill style you know when you're oh, like oh yeah they arrest the you real quick for that in the city yeah like, so, yeah like they don't like that but he's like specifically dirt bike but like one hand on the handlebars and he's like doing a wheelie and he's like scraping <laughs> oh, his man. hand on the ground with the other one crazy shit so i'm pretty flipping through his you, story I'm not gonna and lie. he's uh <laughs> What's that? I said that's a pretty fire variant, like straight yeah. weed dealer. <laughs> Literally. Like, uh, but anyway, so I'm flipping through his story and he's like, you know, he's like hitting it, whatever. Yeah. Keep flipping through. And then like, it's just like a fight video. And like my dumbass, of course, I'm like, you know, just like sitting, just yeah, those whatever. Fight videos are zoned a out. Hole. Yeah. For sure. And it was this. It was this page. It was like people are dumb, like 2.0 or something like that was the page. <laughs> okay. Anyways, and like I, I just saw this like this like wild compilation of videos, dude. I saw this video in the Bronx. Maybe we could put link in the script because this shit has stuck <laughs> with me the last two days. Violence. But like these two guys were like, or no, it was a huge group of people. These two dudes are duking it out, whatever. They're like jumping this guy for no reason. It's in the Bronx. Actually, the reason I don't know isn't isn't quite said in the the comments, but. Uh, anyways, so they're beating up on this guy. This guy gets up. He like starts to like, oh man, they beat my ass, and like he starts to get away. Out of nowhere, this dude boom, like comes into to frame, shing, like swings an axe oh. at his leg, bro. Oh like, my god! But this guy's like like all fumbles an axe, and like he like he like whoop, 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 like does like a, a Flintstones like scrabble out of there and like the the axe literally just misses his leg. Oh, oh my god. But like the this dumbass that swang the axe, he like he swang it so hard that like ding like the thing like flies out of his hand oh. and like he falls over <laughs> and like the guy like literally Scooby Doo noise like whoop, like flies out of there and like but I'm just thinking I'm like this man just swung an axe at another man broad daylight like Nah. Whatever. So that was just. Shout a, out to the Bronx. I love the Bronx. Yo, this video was <laughs> fucking crazy, man. And so, anyways, um, I, I I I look more and more into this page, like although I know I shouldn't, and it's just like crazy videos of like, dude, all of these like Nordstrom in California just getting like, dude, a gang of like twenty to fifty people. Oh my gosh. Run in there, just literally break everything, steal everything in their sight, and it's just like. What is going on? And like yeah. to me, believe it or not, that story kind of segues in our, into our topic today yeah, of the, good and, and evil. evil. Okay, and the nature of such. And the nature of such. So, mm. so and yeah, something to think about. Man, is that one 
kind of way to jam in that puzzle piece of the topic. But I mean, I was just watching this shit, and I'm like, I almost feel like I'm like implicated in the crime by watching all yeah, this I was, shit. I was, yeah. You you made me think like what 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 part of that what part of our brain makes us so interested in seeing crime and things like that is it like, i feel i feel like f- it's a taboo it's because like we know like we have like a lot of morbid curiosity towards things. certainly Absolutely. certainly and so like we like one we're afraid of the unknown but we like treading very close to it it's very true man because it's, it's, it's very exhilarating to be close to like death i guess in that type of sense like in relationship in relation to it in the sense that like a lot of times or like a lot of philosophers over the years have like pondered like our relationship to death and how that informs like our being so like you look at the mm. void of meaninglessness and then like how like you live and then you like you die but then that meaninglessness is like where you get the existentialism and then you have like the altruism that could like stem from that and like the new meaning that you create in life so, define like, altruism again so altruism is just like doing stuff for like doing stuff for the greater good um it's kind of like utilitarianism um in the sense that like you look at you try to find the maximum benefit of like a thing but it differs in the sense that like altruism is just like a general sense of of wanting to provide and do goodness for for others mm-hmm. um and then there's there's different ways so you could have like um they call it selfish altruism so it's basically like we live in an environment where it's not a zero sum game so it's not like if somebody has something i can't have something it's there's so many resources it's just the amount that you are able to like divvy up mm-hmm. so it's like now we live in a plus some world so it's just like okay um i can selfishly and altruistically give you as much as you can so that in the future like if you act in the same way we'll both end up in a better position and it's basically like mm-hmm. an abundance mindset yeah it all like kind of like a self fulfilling yeah. self fulfilling cycle, cycle. like if you're yeah. like if you're really really awesome and kind to somebody else they're just more likely to mm-hmm. be awesome and kind to you and then you build an environment around that and mm-hmm. a culture of that so what what do you think it is Trent because that was like again when my initial uh launch didn't land of like so I ever end up there uh, I was like that that was the the following that kind of topic thing, right? it's like because I and then I showed them the video Maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. But <laughs> and, um, but I I was uh, you know we we're like man like what uh, yeah I don't know what is it about us that likes to like kind of have this sense of like voyeuristic like experience of watching something that you know is like pretty fucking gnarly like that. <laughs> I, I think it's part of what Christian said. Also, I think I've said this before. It's boredom. People are just dude. Yeah. You know, you wanna you wanna fill your life with something interesting and. It's it's kind of like gossip, you know. It's it's something to. It talk is very about. gossipy, yeah. but also I think it feels, for some people, I think it sort of feels that need to, to live like a experience. Little, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. like experiencing it without experiencing. It. And you also and have like, like, you like said, taboo. It's like getting <laughs> a little taste of the taboo without actually tasting the taboo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like I mean, talk about a protective layer of your in between the experience you and then the iphone in the middle you know what i mean like yeah. you you have a complete safeguard from it's actually having yeah like the axe uh, is not gonna fly through you to the screen yeah. but Dude, the like, way uh, he swung that thing you would think, <laughs> yeah. yeah 
the way he swung that thing. But it's kind of like a roller coasters episode. <laughs> but that, that thing. yeah, that that's a bar for sure. Like the simulated way violence. The way he swung that thing. <laughs> Pause. Um, but but yeah, I guess like in all seriousness, too, something that like kind of left you know that that was left with me from that is i'm like how is this guy really like i mean what happened for him to be swinging an accident yeah. guy ready to take his leg off like like how did, you, how did you expect that to end like yeah if, exactly you know, connected and it's like you know? i mean i don't know if that's particularly like just like a black and white call of like oh he's evil or like he's good yeah, or he was doing something good in some crazy way but like I don't know. And I, I guess to me, like, again, also just to kind of lead more into our topic is like, I guess that Did that's kind of a have anything. Oh, quick? it was like completely degenerate. Just like he should have hit him or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, I think that wow. I feel like that is more evil than the act yeah, of swinging the, the axe. Right. Or like, OK, actually, I'm being like completely facetious. I don't it didn't say <laughs> yeah, that, no. but like no, something, but like something, something sure. along those lines, some, you know, like axes. like <laughs> eight laughing emojis or something just yeah, equally as dumb. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, yeah. And I guess like, I don't know, again, to kind of go into the topic, it's like. I guess to me, a sense of evil kind of seems like doing something that you know you're not supposed to do, but you still do it anyways, I guess, in, in some kind of uh, broad sense. Hmm. And was he, again, what is that man evil? No, I'd, I'd like to presume not. But yeah, it's like, name. I guess by definition, that would almost kind of be a consequence of the action yeah i I don't know i mean we really have no context of the situation so it's hard to judge but i mean you know i think from a societal standpoint of like what's acceptable and what's not he'd be considered evil because you know violence is bad right i mean how how would y'all define good and then how would y'all define evil i think that's that that's a good Christian's like, leaning in. Like I know good, I'm excited. Yeah, he's I, I, get, I was loving this. That's up. a good foundation, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. What would you say, Sir Sage? I think. Um, so, for context, for the last semester that I was in school and everything, um, mm-hmm. I took like a metaphysics class, and it was talking about like um, philosophers and how they metaphysics is basically like the study of our relationship to existence, right? Mm-hmm. So. It talks about like a lot of this is kind of like juggling like goodness and a lot of stuff that we talk about like just generally like on this podcast mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just like the one the concept of like oneness and being in the sense that everything is like one and that like time is kind of like one of the philosophers blanking on his name but aristotle kind of uses it in the sense that like there's an immovable object or like the unstoppable mover that like creates things and then is basically like a layer of contradiction and then that kind of contradiction creates everything in the sense that everything's one that's crazy because that literally like described what you said of kanye west like prior to recording yeah no it's about like, like a reflection literally, like the creator and he's a gigantic contradiction and yeah like, by you know in his like wave of wake is like what you know everybody kind of feeds off of yeah i mean but I sorry feel like, continue no 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 i feel like as artists, you're like a microcosm of contradictions in yourself. And every, every time you create something, it's kind of like that. And good and evil is, I feel like evil doesn't exist in the same way. 
it's just the lack of something. Mm. So like mm. good is the fullness of something and evil is the lack of something. So good is the fullness of love and care. Evil will be the lack of attention to detail, lack of care, lack of empathy, lack of this in relationship to something. Because evil, evil can't be an object. So like if you're looking at it computer code, it'll be like if you're looking at a binary, one would be good, zero would be bad, would be evil because it's a null value, and then you have a neutral value, which is in between, and then everything is kind of coded in between, like a three-letter language. Mm-hmm. You have everything kind of coded in between, so it's either yes, no, or switch. So that seems to bring about a striking conclusion immediately, at least to me, that would be that good is the foundation. Yeah, because everything is kind of created in goodness. Wow, I, I would assume that's pretty profound. That's a that's a Trent's eyebrows are up. That is a very. <laughs> I had another word. It's a hot take. No, I agree with. It. I never really thought of it that way, but I agree. That is a very positive way of looking at it. I would say. Yeah, because even We're, every evil act is a good act. It's just a corruption of it. Well, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a, cor- Wait, it's a cor- say that again. Every every evil act is a good act, but it's corrupted. Bars. What um, about like the act of killing someone? The act. Well, the act itself is not in the eyes of like the universe. Like it's not like it lost anything, in the sense that like their energy Whoa. is not destroyed. They just Whoa. come into a different sense. So the universe looks at it very neutral. We look at it as like a culture. Yeah. And so like in our culture, we mm-hmm. like, we don't, if you're living in a tribal society and all you see is death around you, you make it so that you don't want to see death around you. So you embed it in the cultural teachings and the lessons that you pass down that murder and violence is bad. Mm. But a lot of times like violence and everything is, may not be, physical violence and i feel like when it comes to like videos and stuff the -hmm. reason why we kind of gravitate towards a lot of that is because like it's like the rawest form of violence when we're perceptive to a lot of invisible forms of violence Mm -hmm. whether like i was talking to it with my friend yesterday like whether it's like anti-homeless architecture that's a form of violence in the sense that you have different barricades and it's just like, if someone has no place to sleep and you take the one area where they could possibly sleep and you make it so that it's impossible to sleep on that thing or, like, putting little barbed wire things so that pigeons can't sit, that's a form of violence. It's kind of like, it's like whenever you have barricades in a military thing, you put stuff on the edges so that people can't over here and yeah, do that. Climb over so, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, we do that, but in a more subtle sense. Yeah. And that's built into the architecture and the environment, which produces different forms of behaviors because now Mm. certain forms of behaviors are not are not like um allowed in the space so to like bring it back evil in the sense will be kind of architected and the lack of care will be architected and embedded in the system Mm. so lack of care will be embedded by just having less things so then when somebody's like freaking out and somebody's like has like an outburst it's like, what are you doing? You're acting contrary to the thing, but they're acting in response to the violence of the environment. And then to bring it back to murder, the murder is just like 
somebody said it. I forgot someone in the sixties. I forgot who it was, but they said criminality speaks more to the, um, to the environment and the timing of society, and like where that person existed rather than the individual person. Mm. Kind of like when you see like, why did the sixties have so many serial killers? It was just like the environment. Like there's serial killers now, but the environment and the way that coverage of media, news, and everything, they kind of like uprised it and made it so, so, uh, mm. so up. I don't even know what to call it. So, um, so public and so like invested. I see. So, Trent, from from that description that Christian laid out, what where would you say that you lie? Um, I would say <laughs> I see it as something that's um. Um, I don't know. I don't quite see it like that, but I definitely see where you're coming from. I guess I'm more. I see it as a a, a subjective thing, like yeah. good and evil don't actually exist. Yeah, it's just it's all, like a moralistic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all culturally on how you apply it, you know. Um, and also see it as. You know, there, there, it, it, it can be something that's multifaceted because you can look at something and say it's evil, the act itself, but you also got to look at intentions. You yeah, know? that's true. But intentions don't make an act alone because if someone continuously did something and their intentions were bad, but that thing turned out to be something good, then I think the whole of it, people would look at that person as a good person, you know, regardless of their intentions. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can't remember this dude's name. I was listening to a podcast, and it was weird. It was a really weird story about the. Uh, they called him the uh, the real life superhero. Uh, Charles Bronson had not Char- was it Charles Bronson. Uh, one of those old one of the old actors that he had like a movie based on him. But essentially, this guy was a, a private detective, and a lot you know he had these really amazing, over the top, incredible stories. You know. Uh, 13 people tried to, you know, I, I've had 13 assassination attempts on my life. He had hooks for hands. Wow. Uh, crazy shit. Yeah, like he had an accident. And uh, so they, one of the, uh, this newspaper did a piece on him and found out, you know, all these lies that he was telling, you know, he never had a, he never had his aviation license. Uh, yeah. He never, you know, he was Whoa. never enlisted in the military. All of these things. And then the podcast that I was listening to was doing like, it was, I think it was like 30, 30 or 40 years later from that newspaper. And the guy's still kicking. Yeah. Amazingly. Really? But yeah, it's still still doing private eye investigations. And, you know, he, he has like this whole elaborate setup. Like when she came to his office, he was sitting on the couch reading a newspaper. And then he walked from the left side and turns out that the person on the couch was just a dummy. And he puts it there with oh. the newspaper for people who try to make assassination attempts on his what? life. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. And then he said, he's like, yo... I put that I put that mannequin in a limo and whenever I travel I put it on the other side of the state at the other side of the country so people are looking for me like it's really like crazy so What's this guy's name again? Uh I got to I got to I'll look it up Charles. for you. Uh it's something arms something like that. Uh but anyway, yeah 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 so she brought up the article and he kicks her out, he cuts the interview short. Whatever whatever, but um you know, uh the people that he grew up around 
they they don't care about any of that because the the work that he did outside of that like he would drive people to go and vote just little things like that yeah, yeah. like that made him an actual hero and not you know the this this fluff that he puts forward mm-hmm. yeah and that's so that's so weird to me. <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> Special guest. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no, it's it's so it's so weird to me. And that when you, I don't know. I guess bringing it back to the 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 subject, it's like you think about you think about what people lie about and how they lie. Essentially, lies are bad, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But the I think the intention behind the lie, because he had that accident, was to sort of push him forward and inflate him so he could do those little things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is he good or is he evil because he lied? You know? I mean, I would... Yeah. It sounds like he's a pretty neutral guy. It sounds like he just yeah. kind of inflated his own... Uh, I don't know, history his own, that his much more. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would say if he wasn't, like, deliberately doing anything to, like, harm others or... You know himself. I mean, then. I think he actually stole somebody's identity. Too. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, you know that's a that's nothing. I look up that, but it was a really amazing. Story. I, don't I don't know. It's it, it's an odd it's an odd thing. Because let's say he was like on a, it depends on the scale. But then like using violence or using actions in relation to their scale and impact, I don't think is like a perfect model in terms of like is it good or is it evil because mm-hmm. like let's say it was just like oh yeah he stole like one person's identity or whatever so it's like okay <laughs> so it's just, it's just one but then like let's say like he was like in charge of a nation now he's just like a nation leader lying making like fake things having mannequins like assassination attempts and the same thing then it's just like mm. so you're so saying it depends scale it depends on your scale has an impact in your power and stuff mm-hmm. and well, like your power um, scales up, and so like the the gravity of your actions is a little bit more. But he was well known, so he did have influence. He yeah, may he not have had influence. the influence on the nation. So I mean, I don't know. Thinking about the scale thing, you know, we all have influence in our lives. We all yeah. know people in the way we speak and the way we do things. Yeah, we have like those people mm-hmm. around us. So I don't know. I don't know if like the the scale because that's like saying, oh, it's. It's when you hear about, you know, tragedy. It's like only one person died. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, like, or as opposed to like a hundred people died, which right. is still but which I is, feel which like, is a weird thing too. And also but, I think like once I think also it's just a human thing. Like once you reach a certain number of people that like just are not like like in a tragic event, mm-hmm. like your mind just can't fathom that many people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, oh my gosh, like this thing. So then you kinda like I feel like that's a comment to how we interpret like news and information too, mm-hmm. in the sense that like, oh my gosh, like two people died at this thing. It feels more gravity mm-hmm. than like a thousand people died at yeah, this thing. Yeah, it feels more relatable. It like feels how more, many, more relate because mm-hmm. at you what even point say, are we around like a thousand people? In yeah, area? like if yeah. it's still it's still like still like a lot. Um, but like the one or two people, it feels like oh my gosh, I could have known them. But like a thousand people, you can't even imagine a thousand people in a setting. Yeah, usually. Mm. Usually. I mean, what do you all, what do y'all think of like I guess good and evil in terms of like a religious sense? Uh, but like wait, they, wait, wait! You didn't you didn't give your take on oh yeah on what, what uh, that's what I call you. It's what Sage was saying about like his 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 sort of definition. You didn't um, really give yours. I mean, I think that uh, I think that it's pretty accurate. I mean, I I, I like 
I like what you said in terms of again, it's it's just kind of like the vacancy of yeah, um, you know, like like good energy, good presence. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's interesting because again, I think that kind of like has religious ties in like an indirect way, being like kind of like the darkness is the vacancy of the light or the lack of like the light. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I guess you could put that metaphorically, but I think that's good. I mean, and I think that in some varying degree, I think that they coexist. You know what I mean? I think that, um, like the duality of it. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. And I was thinking about this even just before we recorded, but it's like, just like, yeah, everything has that, that sense of duality down to like, again, something is like fundamental is good and evil. I mean, yeah, we have two sides of our brain, two hands, two eyes. Um, yeah, yeah, there's good, there's bad, like, yeah, really everything. But, um, but no, I think that, I think that I, I would I would agree with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I would have to like divulge into my own uh, kind of viewpoint, but yeah. more or less, I, I agree with you. Say for sure, okay. so, M- more so leaning into. I, I agree. So by definition, would you say just life and presence itself is good? Yeah, I I had this I had this like kind of. Um, this like thought experiment that like I've been th- tossing to some people. Okay. It's like, let's say you're in a situation, right? And there was like nothing else in like the universe mm-hmm. except for yourself. Right. So, and then would you elect to create the universe or would you just kind of just exist in the void for a little bit or just exist in yourself? Most people would like to like create something. So it's kind of like you create something and that like out of like the, cause basically like I was using that as like, like a kind of thing to like understand why there's like, I think we spoke about it before, like why there's like loneliness and like a lot of the things mm-hmm. that we experience. And so like, if, if you're in a position, right, like that you could create everything, but you know, it's a part of yourself. So like you still like are still alone, even though you're filled with all these different versions and iterations and modes of existence mm-hmm. kind of just like permeates through. And then, like, as a byproduct of making like that, you have you have instances where there's a lack of you in a, in a, in a space, or mm-hmm. like a lack of something in a space. So, like, then that informs and creates its own entity or ent- or like expression of 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 existing. I guess it's kind of hard to explain because it kind of gets kind of heady. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was following you. Yeah. Um. Okay, so by that definition, would the opposite of life be evil, like death? If it's no, sort death, of a... death is inherent to life, because there's a start. Everything has a start. Everything has started and has ended already. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, is like is back to the definition of oneness. Like, time is not a thing. It's just a measurement of actions that already happened within the stream of things. Hmm. That's hard to kind of fully grasp that everything. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like we're in this room right now, but simultaneously there's like somebody outside this room, in like I don't know, California doing something, Mm -hmm. and then somebody, even though they're not being perceived, we're all running concurrently and simultaneously. Yeah. So imagine that, but with the timeline of your life. Hmm. So like I'm being born at the same moment as I'm being as one iteration of me is dying at the same moment. 
So it's kind one of like iteration, a, just being some random person on the planet. One iteration in the sense that like every choice, if you're using many worlds theory, every choice is a different, is a different universe. Mm. So you have two, you have two systems going on. You have every time you make a choice, something splits into a perceivable thing. And then it's like an infinity within an infinity. Mm-hmm. So you have the smaller right. infinity, which is every choice you make splits into a different universe, right? That can happen infinite amount of times, whether I raise my hand up, whether I raise my hand down. There's a lot of iterations of that. But there's also just, and that creates the various branches. And then you have the different infinity, which is like all the different people that has that happen to. So that's another infinity that's running simultaneously with your infinity. Hmm. And then you have the final infinity, which is like the different like big branch leaps in time. And so, like, you have multiple multiverses, kind of like that type of thing, like that. Whoa. And yeah, it's like, it's just like, it's just like scaling, scaling, <laughs> scaling. And then, um, so yeah, if, if you're looking at it from like a different perspective, it's like in relation to good and evil, uh, how can you, it's not, it's kind of relativistic in the sense, um, which I feel like is a good thing to understand, but also not something to rely on in the sense like it's good to understand the relativist thing. Like, Hey, there's like a million things happening. So like, why am I making this choice in the thing? Well, it goes back to like the influence that you have, like you have in, in the microcosm of your life that you are aware of Mm -hmm. and like are perceiving, you're able to have a lot of influence and a lot of like power in the stuff that you do. Mm. So like that informs and guides like a lot. Um, and a lot of the good and the bad. So how does one live good? Um, hmm. What well, I mean by good is the opposite of evil. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess like, I guess my, my kind of cons- like my thoughts on it would be like acting in a way that creates fullness or continues the fullness of being a person, like just existing. And you know, what's like. What what's really dawned on me like the last year personally is just that like, dude, a lot of this stuff like directly ties into like religious like affairs yeah. and and I mean, almost like not verbatim but very very closely saying in other words like stuff that's like from the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at, at least from like the the rough bit of uh, research that I've done like within the last year. Um, I mean, just the other day, like I, I read this, like this piece of scripture that said something, something to the effect of like literally what you just said, like, um, I mean, yeah, like, like something along the lines of, you know, think about things or do things that bring joy, that bring peace, that bring love, that bring fulfillment, that bring, you know, all, all of those, those elements, you know what I mean? And it, they, they just seem to be like bound by like that old scripture or something. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, to me that that's just like a huge kind of like light bulb moment. Cause it's like, wow, how did they know all of this back then? Like these things that like transcend time, you know what I mean? Like these mm-hmm. fundamental truths, um, whether you're, you know, you believe in one religion or the other, it's like, man, this is like, this is really powerful stuff. You know what I mean? Like it, I think it's just, it's just life in general. Like even at the most microscopic scale, like I feel like life is just striving towards something and that's kind of like 
it informs us as like creatures that are made of multiple cells but even on the most smallest cellular level it like stream it like a plant reaches for light uh yeah a person reaches for another person right even in like that famous painting we reach for a connection to something oh wow it's like Michelangelo. Yeah, the Michelangelo. It's like it is always a striving. The, and the that planets would, and everything strive towards each other. They orbit each other. Try to that would almost um, tie into your theory that it's good. That is the natural kind of basis of which everything operates because you're you're striving for yeah like the light as the plant you're striving for god is uh adam you know yeah or like even if you're looking but there's like a thing where like human beings are like just inherently like it's religion religion is just like the doctrine and ideology that you follow or like Mm -hmm. that you create to understand some of like our more are like impulses and then mm. it can be used as a method of control or a method of salvation so mm. if you use if you were a tribal society right you create a religion hey this we do this sacrifice we do this ritual at the time to honor this type of time to maybe give us good fortune for this era right and then it also is just like at nighttime there's like this type of things and these demons out so don't stay at night so it's a system of control in the sense that it allows for people to rejoice, have joy, full events, but also keeps people in house in safe in, in an environment, which right. is a part of the development of people. Because now people in a society are like, OK, we have a unifying thing that we all believe. Mm-hmm. And now it allows us to operate within a certain perimeter rules mm-hmm. and it allows us to grow and like strive and have a better likelihood of surviving. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, to, to me personally, I have like a hard time, uh, I guess navigating away from like good and evil without thinking of like biblical kind of, I feel like it's a good framework literature. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great point that, that I think it's like a really clear and concise like framework in order to kind of hash it out whether you like believe in again one thing or or the other but that's something that's really kind of like shocked me lately is just like because i mean as a kid like you know and i I haven't read the bible all the way through but i've like flipped through you know certain Mm -hmm. certain tidbits like throughout the last year and it's just like wow like this stuff is really potent in terms of just kind of giving you an idea of kind of which way to go you know what i mean and it's like you read it you kind of interpret it and then you apply it to your own life. And I think whenever you read it and again, correctly apply it outward, then you kind of like bear that fruit of like prosperity and like peace. And again, goodness. all those other things, goodness again, that, that yeah. we had mentioned. And I think it's just kind of fascinating that if you, yeah, if you like take that, apply it, then like, you know, the in the output of the input is, is beneficial and it's like good, which it, which it kind of sets out for. But I guess also I, I would like, I would like to know, like, I mean, both of y'all come from a somewhat religious background and like, in what ways does that, uh, kind of like reflect, uh, within y'all's perspective of good and evil? You want to go first, right? Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'm going to push past religion Mm -hmm. because I didn't, I didn't come into the church until I was a little older. Okay. Uh, until I was like in high school. Um, if we're thinking of you know, if we're speaking of things, structures, yeah. I guess to to help guide us to mm-hmm. 
you know, what we believe is good than, um, you know, other than, you know, I mean, religion was kind of always there and the idea of, of God and all that stuff was mm-hmm. kind of always there in the background, you know, and always guided by my parents and people around me. But I would say there was, there were, there were two things which I sort of gained my moral compass from, mm. um, Marvel comics. <laughs> you already know comic really? books. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. comic, no, comic books. I feel like comic books, um, my dad says something similar, like comic books were a good archetype for dealing and juggling with deep philosophical topics and sure, they're very absolutely. opening thing. They're, they are the modern the modern Greek gods. Like oh, wow. They are so modern mythology. Yeah, yeah, modern mythology. They're the modern interpretation of that because they're these, these, these beings with all these these great powers and they can do all these crazy things, but they still have all these internal struggles. Mm. You know, they still, they still fall short, you know, which is, you know, what basically what Greek mythology was. But anyway, yeah. yeah comic books, as you said, and wrestling. Wow. wow wrestling. I used to watch a lot of wrestling and back in like the golden age, it was like, there was always a clear cut good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, back before the attitude era, you know, it was always <clears throat> this person is here, so they're good, and then this person's standing over here, so they must be evil because they're doing all this. And it was always, uh, you know, um, eat your vegetables, listen to your parents, drink your milk, and all that. <laughs> yeah. Although a lot of that stuff back then, a lot, of, some of it was a little sexist, a little racist. Yeah, <laughs> you know, who'd have thought? But I mean, those are kind of the 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 basis is. The basey, yeah, the base, the base, the base, base yeah, the basis, whatever, the basis, basis, the basis of, of <laughs> the Thundercat, uh, the basis of where I get sort of my ideas and where all that sort of hmm. um, stems from, which I don't know, I, and and then some pl- some ways I may have a complex about it, and that may also stem from me being a um the youngest because i've always i always feel like or at least people try to tell me that i'm always trying to save someone Mm. you know yeah like i always i like i always try to do what i feel is right Mm. uh that's exhausting dude i've been practicing that lately and it is exhausting and it's always you know and a lot of times it's at a at a a detriment yeah like that's pretty true you lose a lot of yourself doing that and i think at that point, it might not be good anymore mm, yeah. because you can't, you know, if you if you don't have anything left for yourself, then you you can't genuinely give. Sure. So at some point you have to say no to the person with their hand out, which feels wrong. Right. Yeah. You know, wasn't you that uh, like a skit in um, Kendrick Lamar's album? I remember you mentioned about how like the guy that he didn't give money to. Was oh, God. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah for the pimp butterfly. Yeah, that was the Bible. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a story in the Bible. So he used, <laughs> wow, he used that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's, yeah. yeah, but also What's I want to say the story to, like, in the Bible. Um, it's like there was somebody who was waiting for God, and then like three random strangers, and they were waiting for God, and they had food for them. I think. I, I think yeah, I said like, this on one of the episodes, and I still haven't looked it up. So forgive me if I get it wrong, but like three random strangers come and ask for. You know, say, hey, do you have anything? Can you spare anything? No, I'm saving this for Jesus or whatever. Oh, and then, wow. And then, like, when Jesus finally shows up, he's like, yo, I came by three times and you didn't help me out. Like, and he was those three people. That yeah. was, like, the big It's basically, reason. like, the lesson is, like, he's he's present within other people. And, like, mm. he can take any form. 
And see, those and stories are just so, I mean, dude, it's like, I mean, it's incredible lot, writing. You know what lot, I mean? Yeah. And like, just like mm-hmm. the parable of everything is, I mean, to me, it's like just, I mean, it's it's really fascinating stuff. Especially I, because I'm I 30 years one. old and I just like really kind of tapped into that to understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's so fascinating. Yeah. And a lot of it. The thing is, though, um, I want to speak towards it since we're talking about, like, a lot of religious things. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like... Speak on it, say. Yeah, a lot of the religious things that, like, we come familiar with as, like, a culture is, like, a lot of it is dealing with just the way that, like, Western... I'm getting a hot thumb. But, like, Western culture and, like, thing was kind of just, in a missionary sense, was kind of spread in an evil way. Mm, in the sense that like people that had local religions and everything or tribal religions were seen as something that needed to be converted into the dominant western christianity type of thing whether it be like conquistadors coming over and imperializing them so the act of bringing the religion itself and like the methods that were used were evil however in a present and modern era, it allows us to inform some of our ways that we can have discussions about religion, but it also puts a bias in terms of what religions were able and more susceptible to knowing sure. and wanting to understand. And that that's something that's always like tripped me up. And I think that's part of like a, a fraction of my like kind of growing interest with like religion as a whole is just that it's like there's so much i mean through like thousands of years yeah and just so much like different variations and like uh, versions and leaders and and ideologies and everything but like that that's another element too is like dude how how could like a slave owner or something like be a devout christian or how is you know in the spanish acquisition or whatever like wiping out all of these people like how do you do that from you know, like leading with the with the righteous mind of like, oh, this yeah. is like the work of God. Like, how, I feel, yeah. I feel how like do it's you the same that? wrestling type of mentality. I'm good because I'm over here. Yeah, you're absolutely. bad because you're over there. People rationalize, and they so find they me. rationalize. Like, where in Scripture are you able to rationalize that? Because so, like, there is no way that you can like read through the line. Well, maybe there is. Well, they have, they, but, they, a lot of well, some of the things that like for slave owners, from what I remember, was they quoted the the book of genesis and noah and it was um one of the sons he had it was some some type of thing where like the father or like noah had said don't come into this thing and then one of them accidentally like walked in and then he became like the cursed son and cursed lineage and then they said that uh people of darker skin were that cursed lineage and so like yeah it was Mm. some some type of like some type of theory and that type of thing and using that to kind of justify because some of the things and i remember i mean that really dawned on me i remember i read um the autobiography of frederick Douglass, and just like the contempt that he had for his his slave master or whatever Mm -hmm. he's just like the contradiction of what you preach you know every sunday devoutly versus like how you treat your common man is just he's like i'll never like i'll never get it which is yeah even just beyond fucking interesting even for like the writings in the i think it was the declaration of independence Mm -hmm. um every man is equal and just jefferson writing that while he had slaves yeah is like insanity like like that's just such a terrible like throw a fucking chair insanity 
Yeah, like it was just such a such a thing, and it's crazy how a lot of um how the is very interesting in terms of how good and evil are perceived institutionally, and how religious practices in different communities have different meanings because for slaves that or like enslaved people that were brought over on ships it wasn't like their natural or like their original form of like religiosity Mm -hmm. but they soon like embraced it like let's say like you have a tribal religion right but then you're kind of like enslaved you're brought over and then as the progression of time goes over they teach you like you're just kind of invited into the christianity or like some type of protestantism Mm -hmm. and then you have your own version of protestantism and they're not really allowed to read from the from the bible Mm -hmm. and they kind of just go forward and just kind of hear of it and then they have like spirituals and they have some ways to like communicate and have different things in that nature and then they form their own version or interpretation of the same religious practices Mm -hmm. according to like uh like a deity right but one interpretation allows for the enslavement of another and one allows for the salvation and the eventual freeing of another group while using the same text Mm. Mm. so i feel like in relation to good and evil it's a lot of it is a lot of it comes to our personal bias in terms of determining like moralistically what is good and evil Mm -hmm. versus because there's a moralistic good and evil and then there's actual like not objective because nothing is objective in that type of like for in this type of framework Mm -hmm. but like the subjective nature and the differences in the perspective so like this slave owner in that sense would be feeling justified because he's providing a service he's gating the crops and everything and doing everything Mm -hmm. to like economically produce them for the environment Mm -hmm. in the face of like their institution of things and then they pray for for like continuing of that Mm -hmm. while the enslaved people were just preaching and trying to like understand trying to reach salvation to see a freedom that was like for them like one nobody should be enslaved but like something that they just saw as um like a hopefulness in like a greater day Mm. And 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 a condition other than themselves, other than what they're experiencing. Yeah, I mean, I think it can be. It's not right, but it can be. Well, I don't want to say that. Say it. Um, it can. It's hard to elaborate. I was gonna say it can be objective. (laughs) I mean, no, no, no. It's it's objective that it was wrong. You could like put um check boxes here. Okay, so you did this. Uh, Boom! You're automatically evil like you're you're a rapist boom you're automatically evil yeah. you know uh which is you know but it, it's full of contradiction no what i was gonna say was pretty much the same you you were saying but just a less eloquent way of saying it um no when i think about um <clears throat> how people sort of how you could subscribe to the doctrine and still own slaves it's like the the simplest form i could I could relate it to is like at work. Yeah. <laughs> like, you what know, you there, are, there are rules at work. Hey, don't do this, right? Like, don't steal. Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to give a lot of shout outs at the end of this episode to, to the people at my jobs. But uh, so, they, like, we have rules, right? You only, yeah. you can only drink water on the floor. 
Yeah. But people bring Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm. And they justify that by, oh, I need Starbucks to function. I'm special because this, this, and this. I know we're not supposed to have it, but for me, it's essential. So people tend to to take, like you said, their 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 personal bias and say, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to have this, but... yeah. It's me. You know, I'm different. Yeah, but it's also, me. But well, nobody else can do it. But I'm, you know, I'm. But mm. that's also an interesting thing because why have that rule? Well, uh, if we're, well, go to it. Because people leave drinks and stuff all over the place. Yeah. And also, like, they'll keep it, like, on the floor or something. And somebody will walk by and spill it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's why. And it's not like a, a, I mean, it can be bad, but it's not like a good or bad thing. But it's just something I was it's using evil. as an yeah. example of someone, you know, subscribing to a doctrine, but uh, making making an exception, you know. Yeah. So making an exception to doing things that might be, you know, evil. Like Ooh. that was like the, the, the simplest form. That was yeah. the immediate thought. I think about work way too Cause, much. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think... Um, Evil acts or some things are perceived as evil, but are not inherently evil. It's just that the rules dictate them to be evil sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. In um, the sense that like the original rule itself had an agenda towards something. So, so kind of like kind of like when you take a photo, like I was saying before, it automatically yeah. has something that it has to say mm-hmm. just by the act of taking it. Same thing with like it, rules. It becomes exploitive. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like a rule like. A rule to like not be in this area is something that like why why is that rule there? And it's just like then you look into the original origins of something, and that's what I tend to do because I feel like the original the original intention or stated intention of anything is typically um, it it allows you to understand better why we face the current. Uh, the current iteration of that thing. So, like, let's say, um, I don't know. Pick, pick, like something that's like random. Like a rule. Yeah, like a rule that uh, we have. Other than like something like murder. Uh, like, uh, no, no, no loitering. Yeah. So no loitering. Okay. So the original thing was like, well. No loitering. What is the stated intention of the thing? They don't want you to be in a public space for more to, than too long. But it's a, but why? Because it's a public space. So how can you loiter in a public space? Well, when you look at it, it's just like, well, they kind of implicitly want people to not really congregate or like use the environment in that type of sense. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing as like, and also for vagrancy, if someone has no place to stay, then let's say someone comes as an enforcer of the law. Now they can enforce no loitering to a person that's already in a disadvantaged position that has no home or has nowhere else. So what is the no loitering for? It's for the people that have no home so that they can give them a ticket so that they could access the, the private area so that the problem of homelessness is not seen or addressed. Mm. so that's so then you think like why so then you apply that to different Shout things around you Adams. yeah so then you, you okay. know, he's, he, the, <laughs> wow. no, no comment no <laughs> comment <laughs> speaking of evil the first thing he said is getting it off getting off so I'm gonna get rid of I'm gonna yeah. get rid of homelessness on the train 
Yeah. yeah. See, like the, that yeah. that came, action in itself. In swinging. Yeah, that swinging action is that thing. <laughs> I want to get rid of homelessness <laughs> no on ass. the train, right? It sounds yeah. nice. Like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe that's it sounds nice in the beginning. But what does that entail? Yeah, like there's so like, much. I, that's like. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just See, such a, a lofty. Such of, a lofty yeah. thing. Like you, it, it sounds nice, but a lot of times and that's uh, that's the thing with evil. In the sense that it can be a lofty thing, but when you look at it for under a microscope or like look at some of the very implicit and subtle ways that it's very deceptive, because I feel like with evil, it has to announce itself like it has to it has to be at least in your purview of something that can happen. Mm -hmm. It's just like you have to put the attention to detail to kind of get to the to the nitty gritty of it. What like conclusion that, oh, this is evil. Yeah. And at least, at least in the modern world, because a lot of the evils are, um, there was um, there's a philosopher. His name is Michel Foucault, and he talks about how war, how peacetime, is just like it's the same as war. It's just through institutions and do mm -hmm. different things until the next all-out war of violence breaks out. In the sense that like, a jail space is a prison, right? Mm -hmm. Obvious. But the school, in his in his eyes, is also a prison. You have the wardens, who are the teachers. You have this thing that's going to be kind of perpetuated through this sense. And he kind of goes and he kind of goes more in depth and kind of looks at institutions and kind of basically his main thesis is like this is kind of like a prison, and kind of uses the prison as just a system in which you're kind of trapped into certain certain environmental behaviors and thoughts that are allowed within a specific space. Hmm. So to uh to kind of play off of that a little bit. I mean given I guess it's it obviously has its kind of subjective overtones of good and evil, but how would y'all say y'all go about uh navigating through life? Is there any compass of good and evil or more so like I, bad I feel good? Like um, or anything like that. I mean, if you ever find yourself leaning into more one side or the other, do you always like hit equilibrium or is there like a certain tactic you do to always get yourself back on track? If I don't know, if I, you're leaning into like shit, you're not into like, you know, whatever, the, how do you bring yourself back? And again, is, is it even a compass of good and evil or, or what's your kind of uh, self-regulation process like? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I was talking with, um, shout out Jules from the X. I was talking to him having shout a conversation, but big ups. Yeah, I was talking to him and uh, we had this kind of deepish conversation and it was just like, how do you lead your life, essentially? And I was like, if, God forbid, like, if things were to kind of end, I would have, like, no regrets because I chose every choice that I made throughout life has been something of my own agency, of my own volition. And I did it with thought and intention, and I try to do it as purely as possible. Oh, wow. So that's kind of like how I try to lead, mm -hmm. like with life in terms of goodness, mm -hmm. because good and evil is hard to measure up through a point system. As like I watched this place, this show called The Good Place, and they talk about like they juggle a lot of philosophies, and it's it's really cool, cool entry level show for mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff they were talking about. But it had like this good thought experiment. Um, Let's say you buy flowers for your mom. That's a good act. But let's say you did that or like you pick flowers for your mom in like the medieval times, right? Mm -hmm. The act of picking the flower 
Me, I have killed the plant, but like the 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 expression of like love through a flower is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But if you were to go grab some flowers at the store, and the f- store happened to use unauthorized migrant labor, are you at fault for the, giving <laughs> I was that? Make that like, point. Damn like, it. like, are you are you at fault for for doing some the same action? So like, but the genealogy just because of the way that well, not the genealogy, but like the way that that the progression events that allow the modern world to function, mm-hmm. the it it doesn't really allow the same type of clear cut moralistic good bad. It's like you have to kind of evaluate because how mm. much can one person do for someone that's so so far away when you yourself are dealing with a lot of the issues too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, you know, that's another thing that's subjective. I think it's also with things like that. It's also issue of knowing. It's like once you know, how do you go about acting afterwards? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Do, do you continue to buy flowers and say "fuck it"? I don't know these people, or do you do your best to to bring awareness to it? Or do you protest? You know, stand outside yeah. the gift shop with a sign. You know, like, yeah, don't buy these flowers. Yeah. Or mm. have um, and that that was a um, I don't know if I made this point on the podcast, but that was a um, a sort of a thing back in the day with Saul Williams, where you know Nike had the whole sweatshop yeah uh, thing, and then they use one of his songs. Um, they you know they use one of his songs for a commercial. And then I believe he questioned them and then they invite and then from there it like started a conversation between him and Nike and they started the whole website uh Nike slash responsibility, I think. And then oh, wow. he got invited to the factories to actually see how they were made and how they were, you know, going through and, and, and cleaning up stuff. So I mm. mean I I I think I think with like I said, I think with, with a situation like that, the response is important. Yeah, you know, because you can, you know, because he made the the best point in the world. Like it's easy to to learn something like that and be like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." You know, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. As opposed, you, you know, which would which would do absolutely nothing. So does that make you evil if you you know if you respond in a way that is actually counterproductive, you know, cause his response was to ask questions. You know, he, he got himself in a position where he could figure out something to do, you know, which yeah. was productive. Mm, certainly. I feel like good is an active thing that you have to do. Like good is active. Evil is inactive mm. in the sense that you see how he went actively and pursued something. It's like yeah. striving It's life. Mm-hmm. And then, Evil was kind of just, yo, maybe kind of just having, leaving it as is status quo, or maybe just like having a lack of action. And yo, even know, to, yeah, you can you can do things and still, I think, and still not but you have could, any results. I, I see what you're yeah. saying though. Honestly, what is that? What is that Bible verse about? Um, it's like idle hands or is the devil's playground or something like that. Yeah, which, like a lack of in that. Whoa, whoa. The, they were spitting. <laughs> Yo, you, they you were spitting. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, I yeah, never heard I know, that one, but that, that is spitting. What, what yeah. is it, Trent? Yeah, you said it right. Idle hands are the devil's playground. Right, which is yeah. like, again, and it, it's just interesting that you, you keep up or you keep bringing up these, these like, you know, important points. And it's like, oh, wait, there's actually like 
something that pertains to that. But yeah. I, I think that's really true. And that, I mean, honestly, that's, that's pretty, pretty eye opening. I guess I never really thought of it that way. But, but even us right now, just the act of doing the podcast in itself is a striving act. And by doing the striving act, we gain a different power with the microphone. So it's a different responsibility. Not to make you guys stress, but it's a no. different responsibility in terms of how we communicate and talk about subjects. Yeah, it's true. Even in relation to good and evil and what the stated intention and the purpose of what we make. So, sorry, trying to his eyes are shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. No, yeah. continue, continue. No, no, I just wanted to know, again, like, my question of, like, how do you go about navigating just life in general? Um, again, is there a compass of good and evil, or is it, like, right, wrong? Absolutely. Or? absolutely. Um, I try to, like, like Sage, probably not in the exact same way, I try to... For one, I try not to live with regrets. I try to make a decision and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and try not to look back on it and, and wonder what could have. Mm-hmm. I try to do what I feel it was what I feel is best, which is normally how something makes me feel, and then weighing that against my thoughts. You know, what is which what is the re- what, what is the result of this? Sometimes it is. You know, what is okay. the what is the 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 um, what is going to to come of this? You know how how is this going to attribute to my happiness in the long term? How is this mm-hmm. going to affect the people around me? Things like that. Mm. And I think I normally come up with um, with a pretty good uh, good sense of how and where to go um mm. a lot of what i do um i try to be as of service of other people as, as much as possible mm-hmm. um i try to be you know i oh god uh i i try <laughs> I try to figure out what people need and, you know, mm-hmm. help them with that. If I feel like it's going towards something that is good or that is positive, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, you um, naturally like to help people out. Yeah, yeah, I try. I try. Um, but I, I think that, that that's the basis, the basis of my uh, my moral compass. It's like what what makes me feel good, which a lot of times is helping other people and weighing that against... Um, how I think about it and how I think it will affect myself and others in the long run. You know, is it better for them? Will they be better? Um, things like that. Hmm. Yeah. I see. What about you? Yeah, Lucas. Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, I, I think it 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 resembles that in, in some some manner for sure. I think that. I mean, whenever, yeah, I go off of, like, I go based off of feeling. I think that feeling is important. And, yeah, just trying to look at the end result of it. And also just, like, doing, I think, what is fundamentally right. I mean, I would say that personally, I I really, not that I didn't have a moral compass, so to speak, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about always, like, doing the right thing for myself and those around me until like more recently in my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think about now just like say mistakes I've made in the past and then how I think about how I dealt with something in the past versus how I do now. And 
now when I'm like to act and the way I go about navigating my life is I would say that, yeah, I mean, again, I, I go, I move based off of feeling based off of like input and output and what's just best for the greater good and like everybody that's around me. And what I mean by that is, um, say something at, at work about, um, I work in retail, so I have to work with a, a wide plethora of people. And it's something, even as minute, I mean, we'll get on the microscopic scale of, um, say there's there's two different people that need help. One is a, a pretty young woman who I'm like more than obliged to be like, oh, hey, you know, like chat it up, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm a friendly person. I'm a male. I'm straight. I'm going to be psyched to, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm <laughs> happily, happily in a relationship but uh, damn I'm digging myself a hole but <laughs> but you know what I mean I'm more inclined oh, okay what I'm trying to say is that I'm more inclined to be like oh like all happy uppity you know the most kind of engaging and helpful that I can be if it's like you know what I'm saying say a, a, a pretty girl and, and a, versus a, like attractive. say it's like an, an exactly yeah. conventionally attractive versus like say somebody that will just say like looks like downtrodden it's like it's a it's a man he's old say he's like whatever you know what i mean and like something that i've been applying since i started my new job is just like no matter how exhausting it is like treat that person with the same exact amount Mm. of respect you know what i mean and like that's something that i've thought of is it's like whether it be a a pretty woman or again like an old woman who like can barely walk it's like treat them with the same level of enthusiasm of respect and of helpfulness that that you would across the board you know what i mean and that that doesn't of it Exactly. And that doesn't that isn't specific to work. That's specific to saying good morning to the deli man or, you know, bringing my best game to to sewing or bringing my best game to the podcast. And like, I mean, really, as you said, Christian, again, that was enlightening because it's like always striving for that thing. And that's what I meant earlier by saying, like, it's exhausting. You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. seeing somebody that's trying on on again, working in retail, two different jackets. It's like. I see them from afar. I'm already doing something, but I, I know that the, I know in my heart that they need help. Again, something as minute as buying a jacket and it's like, shit, like I got to do all this stuff. Like, like, do I go help him or do I stay in my own selfish zone? It's like, you know what? Let me just slow it down. Let me put what I'm doing down. Let me go help this individual. You know what I mean? And like that, that's very, very small. And it's that's those in minute the, things though. Those little right. things add up. And, and those things, those things compound too. You know what I mean? And like, that's also what I mean by like, I'm navigating off of like an input output because I see like, if I do that now, then like I'm helping him. And then that also kind of carries forward the momentum into the next interaction. And then that carries the momentum into like outside of work. And, and again, it's kind of like a, a compounding sequence of, of events, but, um, yeah, I would say that's that's really kind of how how I go about navigating. And I think that there's there's a overarching theme of good and evil, but I think it's also like you can kind of like dilute it down to like right and wrong. And you know, sometimes I make the wrong decision too, you know what I mean? And I don't think that that means that I'm evil, but um I think that's a natural kind of flaw of like the human psyche and yeah. the human ability. Um but again, I always try to kind of lead off of that compass of like, like, you know, when it's the right thing to do, you know what I mean? And it's like, regardless of how you feel, it's like pretty much 10 times out of 10, you ought to just do the right thing, you know? And so that's always like, regardless of how tired Shout I am, Spike Lee. 
Oh, did he say that? <laughs> he said do the right thing. Oh, do the yeah, right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I have not seen that one. I'm like, damn. But yeah, so that's that's kind of how lately, um, again, I, I've been operating a little bit more. And hmm. again, it's been it's been like the last two years to like a year of my life that I've actually become a lot more conscious of like the decisions I make mm-hmm. and how I interact with people, how I interact like interpersonally with myself. Um, you know, I've been doing this really great thing lately. I'm great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm you, great. That's you, it. Sometimes you need to say no. completely. Um, but no, this really great thing where it's like, so um, it, self-admittedly, like, I, I like smoking weed. Like, that's really kind of like, oh, that's my thing. Like, like, nobody's ever fucking said that before. But I really enjoyed smoking weed under certain circumstances and like lately late at night usually i I, i'm not i'm not a functioning stoner though like i can't smoke and then like go get a haircut go get lunch with somebody go you know on a date and then go like i can't do all that shit Mm. but i'm like at night so anyways i'll smoke at night and then like when i'm going to bed it like allows me to get into this state where like Lately, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting and like I, I'm able to go and I think the weed just kind of like, you know, kicks it into like a little bit more of like a deep dive. But I go like way, 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 way back in my memories. And I just like try to think of like fundamental kind of lessons and experiences and attributes that like led me to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Even like say that like the conception of like wanting to move to New York, you know what I mean? I can like think back all the way, all the way and I'll like have a memory in like fourth grade. Like, man, I remember when I saw Spider-Man and like, you know, I became like, you know, like enamored with the city. And then I got to explore downtown Dallas and like, you know what I mean? And and, and yeah, it just it helps like me understand who I am a lot more. And even like with the mistakes that I've made too, you know, I'm like, man, what led me to that? And I'll think back and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, you know, this happened, which led to that. And just all, all types of different things. And, and again, that only further strengthens like the structure of like how, again, I've been operating more recently where it's like a lot more conscientious of my actions, of like my outlooks, of my mind state and, and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, again, to, to sum it up, I mean, it, it's kind of just uh, thinking a little bit more before I act and always kind of having like the best intentions for the circumstances whole like within my crosshairs of of action Mm -hmm. that was that was a that was a good example i've i've been doing that especially working in retail as well i've been doing that being more mindful of how i treat people Mm -hmm. trying to give the the same energy to everyone and it's so like and it really like produces results too where it's like yeah, and, and it's like it's one thing to like, hey, how are you? Like, you know, fuck, this is my job. I got to do this. But it's also like really giving somebody the time of day to to like be heard, be understood, be helped, be like, you know, have a laugh with like all these little different things. And like it goes way beyond just, you know, having a, you know, a, a jacket buying moment. I think that, yeah, those things stick with you. And who gives a shit what the brand is or how much you're making or whatever, but yeah, really like creating those instances and those uh, experiences that like somebody remembers, you know what I mean? And I think that yeah. that's beneficial and like that person may have really needed it. Shit. Maybe even I really needed it. Just yeah, like the yeah. dialogue you between somebody. So um, 
yeah, that that's what I've been, and and it's it's bared fruit, you know, like being being more conscientious of myself and like knowing myself a lot more. You know what I mean? I think that mm-hmm. that helps me navigate, and like that's something that like. I mean, it's definitely very, very important, and it's something I think to look over, like the knowledge of self, you know. Um, and that that almost seems like a kind of airy, like a lofty, like oh, of course I know myself. I live in this skin with this mind and this brain. Like, of course mm-hmm. I know my. But it's like, do you really know yourself and like know why you make the actions you make and like why you think the way you do? And like again, that's like whenever I go back, back, back late at night. I think I'm able to achieve those understandings of like why it is I do act like that and think like that and, and so on and so forth. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I've been navigating. And, and again, it just like leads more insights to like, yeah, I guess the, the nature kind of of good and evil. So I like what you said about appearance and I feel like a lot of times, what do you mean? Like not falling into the, deceptions of appearance whether it be like someone that you're more inclined to like help rather than mm-hmm. someone else and just providing the universe out the universality of like your kindness your energy and everything mm-hmm. uh despite like how a person appears of, of like, course yeah and like using but and that kind of touches with what i was saying before like with like the no loitering thing like in the sense that like the appearance of something may have something other that may be like the actual core essence of something mm-hmm. and doing like it has a positive sense and then it has a negative sense and everything. But, um, Oh man. Okay. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Oh yeah. Boy. Yeah. We're running close so to time. So that oh. was, uh, yeah, that was actually interesting. I haven't really vocalized those, those thoughts, but, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of something that I've been. Or it's it's been existing in your head, and you've never. For sure, it out into the world. but it's also like kind of like subconscious, so I don't really like even verbalize really it in like my structure head. Structure yeah. in words, it's right. just Kind of there, and it's like, oh, actually, yeah, that's that's pretty insightful. And I'm not yeah. gonna hold you, like, man, yeah, I've learned like a lot from the parables of like the Bible, which yeah. is interesting. And I, I mean, I'm not like a church going individual, so to speak. Um, you know, just speaking truthfully, but it's like. Flipping through and reading certain parts, I'm like, wow, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, if anything, you should try. Um, you should try some of like the, uh, the the I think it's called the Vedas. I'm sorry. What is that? Um, it's a couple of, like Hindu texts and stuff like okay. that. Okay. And like just just try it because basically all, a lot of the religions say same things with different variations or mm-hmm. different like critiques or different insights, and doing that to like just broadens like your your thing so then you could just hop into different frameworks of like oh yeah this is how mm-hmm. culturally this place like looks at things and it's not so much different from this thing but it does have like this little slight difference right here right and that's so interesting and that too, that stuff is really fun that yeah and i mean even predating like the bible itself it's like those concepts have still been around so i mean Since the very that. topic on, on in 2023 i mean people have been grappling with these ideologies and like fundamental topics like forever it's really yeah, interesting honestly. i don't know maybe it's not our spot to figure it out that's a, that's the conclusion <laughs> are you saying on <laughs> nah. this subject we're not supposed to be here yeah <laughs> we're, not supposed, we're not supposed to be here on this subject i think that's uh i think it's time to say the shout outs i think yeah uh before Wrapping that oh, before, before that, that? Oh, okay. uh, wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have an update. Uh, Whoa. I, I, I told you part of it. I saw... Uh, this is subject aside. This is a little catch up. I saw Captain Fellatio again. I oh, heard. Yeah. You messaged us. That's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. Was, I was, that like, was oh, fucking man. wild. Perhaps okay. any listeners who are just tuning in, a 10 second recap. Who is this guy again? Uh, so <laughs> we told this what, like two episodes ago? I think so. Uh, <clears throat> so essentially, I was getting off a train one day and this random person approached me. Um, out of nowhere, trying to get my attention. Um, and we had a, a back and forth. They complimented me, and then they uh, aggressively offered me fellatio multiple times. <laughs> uh, Such a Broke out to tears, all that. Uh, so anyway, this, this person appeared again from the shadows as I was walking home from work. Caught me slipping. Once again, I was listening <laughs> to music. Boy, yeah. And I was really into it. I was like, yo, I fucking love this song. Like, what were you really, listening to? Uh, Some Lupe. It, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> damn, I'm getting predictable. I need to mix it up. I was, I was hey. listening to some Miley Cyrus. Now, um, <laughs> yeah, some Lupe. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> he has a, a new song called Rockefeller, y'all. And that shit has like, been my anthem lately. But anyway, yeah, the this person appears again. And this time he's looking a little more well kept. Okay. Uh, you know, he's still got the bandage on his arm, but he was wearing, his clothes weren't covered in blood. Okay. Uh, his hair was done. He had like plaits okay. going on, and he had like this red shirt, leveling up, and like these really, really short jean shorts. Like they were short. Oh, Daisy. Dukes. And this person was—they were out of breath and covered in sweat, dripping, oh, soaking wet, <laughs> moist, just like they had just got done running. Oh, and they run up to me. It's like, <sighs> okay, come on, we gotta go. I was like the fuck <laughs> you know and i was like oh shit it's this person again like i saw him approaching and i was like shit it's this person again what uh, this were time, you like where was this at on the this street was, or at the train this or? was like i was i was going across a parking lot of a mcdonald's parking lot. Okay. it's a big parking lot okay and this time it was closer to my apartment okay which is crazy man. yeah and they were like oh yeah i just need you to come with me come on i was like for what i need to go get my bag i was like what? <laughs> I like, yeah, gotta go get my bag. I just, I got, you know. I was like, huh? And then they, they kept talking, and it started to turn into a moment. It's like, forty dollars. It's like, wait, what? It's like, I just, I need you to come with me because I'm afraid. I was like, nah. So you go you, with them? Nah. <laughs> yeah, no. then, you know, I got forty dollars. I know. Nah. Then it, it was. I was like. Yo, if you're seriously scared for your life, then call the police. Don't don't come to me with that. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? I, I I know, and they're like, ah, okay, sixty dollars, sixty dollars, and then they started doing like the blowjob motion. I was like, oh, nah, no, I'm no. out. I was like, I, it, that I I cut it short. I was like, nah, have a good night, leave me alone. And I started walking away like, bro, bro. So <laughs> bro. I don't know. I, next next time I'm gonna film this person if I if I catch them again I'm gonna film them <laughs> Honestly, and see because it's it, it's fucking wild and it's, oh man it's crazy is that point. is wait is is the intention of filming them good uh, <laughs> as good as it can yes be? and no yeah. <laughs> or is it I, I want or is I it want evil? It's it's a little bit of both. Is it is it like that? <laughs> That'd be good because we're gonna get a laugh at it. I'm gonna laugh at it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, bad because we're probably laughing at this person with mental health problems. But you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think we would like hold up the phone and everybody's pointing and laughing at yeah. like they're you know 
issues, but I think if anything, that would be a deterrent from yeah. them in real time from harassing you. Like, dude, I doubt it. Filming <laughs> you like, I doubt it. Who knows? I wouldn't be laughing at like mental illness itself. Right. I'm more laughing at the situation, but it's just surreal. I'll probably be a little bit more stern if yeah. I run into the person. Like, I'm gonna yeah. have to like put my foot down and be like, yo. Like this is this is the line and this is where you stand. <laughs> Don't yeah. cross it. Yeah, no. Like this is what it's gonna be from here on out. So we'll see. I don't think that'll work, but we'll see how it how, yeah. it, how it acts. But anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. That was I just a little update. I forgot to do that at the beginning of the show. Uh so shout outs, thank you. Don't do drugs, kids. Drugs are bad. Shout out to what? Um, shout out to, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to say shout out to the Bible. Yeah. Shout out to the <laughs> Bible. It's on the topic of good and evil. Um, shout out to the Bible all in all. Again, I haven't read it through and through. I've read some pretty powerful stuff here and there. And I'm, I'm very grateful of the lessons that I've learned from it Ooh. in my time reading it. So Shout out to the Bible. That's my shout out. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I, I'd love to to look into what you said as well. Yeah, I would. I would. I guess for my shout outs, um, shout out to Hannah Arendt, and um, she was a philosopher. Um, I just listened to like the philosophized this podcast. Shout out to Stephen West. Um, but yeah, he did a really good deep dive into her uh, evaluation of. I didn't really get to touch on it that much, even though I, I wanted to. <laughs> but basically, like, she talks about the banality of evil or, like, um, the ways in which evil is kind of perpetuated in the systems and, and stuff like that and in the modern world. So I touched on it a little bit, but not, like, explicitly. But, like, shout out to her and her theories and to any uh, woman identifying philosopher or academic because it's a very hard industry. And, um, but very uh it's very insightful and and deep and uh and it's very personal and it and it forms a lot of um it forms a lot of how i how i view the world and how i think so mm. thank you thank you to all the academics all the people that put different forms of thought different metaphysics different philosophies and try to understand the nature of good and evil and to everyone that navigates through it well said, um, Mr. Diz. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yo, know, shout out to my boy Patrick. He's been listening every episode. And really? He's been, really? Yeah, he's been. <laughs> he's. I'd say that's a good us. act. That's a, yes, that's a very good act. That's shout a, out, man. That's a, shout out to you, Patrick. Shout uh, out, Patrick. Shout out to my best friend David, who I've known. Uh, since I was like nine years old, who's been sneak listening to the podcast. Oh, like he didn't say really? anything, but he's been listening to it. So shout out to you if you hear this. Hey David. Yeah bastard. <laughs> um, uh shouts out to all of the people that did their best to point me in the right direction when yeah. I was directionless. Mm. You know, to the people that do good in my life and in other lives. People who always taught me to to pay it forward, you know. It's not about it's not about what you get, it's what you do with it. Yeah. You know, giving it out. Mm. Um and I've learned that lesson so many times. Like I there, there, there's so many people that are 
responsible for me being here. Not that I, that my position is like high or great or anything, but any goodness or greatness I have, you know, stems from someone helping me. So shouts out to them. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. And with that said, this has been our episode. And you thank been, you, our good people. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you've been a good invisible audience. Peace. Peace.